Yeah, and I feel like with podcasts, like every podcast I listen to, it always has that structure where like they introduce it and then they go on some random tangent of like some weird story that nobody really wants to listen to. Hello, and you're listening to KAOP AM 1045. My name is Danny. And this is Adam. And this is uh, Accents on Purpose, a weekly radio show that brings you the stories of Seattle's DIY. Uh, I am really excited uh, to introduce this week's guests, uh, two-thirds of the band Posse. Would you like to introduce yourself? That's Paul. And Sasha's the one that just introduced Paul. And John's not here because because it was miscommunicated that it was supposed to be on us to invite him when I thought you, the, the show's casting uh, uh, executive chair was in charge of that. I thought you two had like, or you three had band meetings constantly and just wouldn't have talked about it. No, the band's and, broken up. And, and you would have gotten, oof, you know, save that for later. Oh. It's fine. Uh, so I'm really excited to have Pasean because you were a very early guest, like three years ago, you were on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, what's been happening since then? I think, well, remind me, I... Didn't I just have, like, a nose surgery when we did that? Maybe. I just no. remember, like, being really nervous yeah, about being nasally. That the, the dog we kept in our practice space ate the $20 bill. Oh, yeah. 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 We had this dog in our practice space, Mr. Wiggles. He was really mangy and smelly, right? No, no, just he like was a, a wild dog. No, he was, like, your typical suburban dog. Yeah. The kind that, like, shits in the yard. He wasn't, like, okay. some sort of Ecuadorian stray. He was, like, a high-quality dog. And <laughs> he had two balls. Yeah, he, Fully, fully equipped. And um, he came into the practice space and he ate a $20 bill and we had to put him to sleep because of that. Yeah. Uh, he spent more money putting him to sleep than he ate. But anyways, so you... Is that do, how, does it cost that It's actually much? pretty... You know, actually, this is what I did happen. I thought that shotgun shell before they added the ammunition taxes in Seattle was like a dollar. Why is everyone turning this into like a weird... Can, old we, can we reset podcast? the so podcast? So you said... So in the last three years, you know, here's an interesting coincidence. In the last three years, I actually did have to put a dog to sleep. A real one. <laughs> Why are we talking about putting dogs to sleep? Well, you asked me what's so, happened in the last three years. I had a dog. And, like, so. Oh. <laughs> I had a dog. Five months later, I had to put it down. Is it something you'd be comfortable discussing? No, I don't want to. No, no, I don't want to talk about putting dogs to sleep on this podcast. Well, it's, it's a reality of. Yeah. I mean, Dean, I hate to be the one to break it to you. It's something that no, many people go no, through. You know, this, I, this, I gotta agree agree with Danny's exasperation. Here. This 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 po- people tune into this podcast for two things: one, to escape the harsh realities of life, and two, to find out about what's happening with Seattle's hottest bands. It's funny because I looked at our survey monkey of why people tune in, and one of the one of the, the the third leading reason was the harsh realities of life and confronting them head on. So the I just thought that like you you'd want to come on this podcast and talk about your record that's coming yeah. out in the comic book, um, but you know apparently you just wanted no just, no no dead dogs and shit Danny, talk your drummer. I personally Danny. would like to talk about our we have a great new record coming out. Um, Sasha and I are really excited about it. So is John. Yeah. No, you're lying right John's, now. Okay, so no, first, I'm not lying about it. So wait, first off. Come on, let me vlog my the, record. The last time you were on, you just put out. <laughs> so, yeah, soft opening happened. That was cool. We got to do some fun things because of that. Um, then we did a couple of singles with some different labels. And yeah, that was also fun because we, we got to experience new things because of that. We did a single with two songs called Voices and Perfect H on Wharf Cat Records. Mm-hmm. And then we did another single with um, two songs called um, Kismet and Keep Me Awake on uh, Saddle Creek Records. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And those are still available online. The yep. Saddle Creek one, I think, is available in any indie record store in the entire country. <laughs> Whether they want it or not. Yeah, possibly multiple copies. Uh, why did you... Uh, so before you only released your own music, why did you go with, another, with other labels? Did they just, just send a dump truck full of money? Uh, they... They... Um, you know, they contacted us, and we were like... We were like, oh, it was a lot of work to put the other one out on our own. And, you know, we were all being about new experiences at the time. 
And so it's like that college. You sound like phase. a shitty Tinder date. I'm about doing new experiences. I just want to like experience. You no, know, I don't go on your podcast and criticize the way you do things. <laughs> Actually, you do, but that's fine. <laughs> go on. Right, Touche. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we they contacted us and they were like, "Do you want to put out singles or whatever?" And we were like, "Okay." And then four years later, we put out a single. <laughs> <on them. laughs> One of them went faster than the other. Mm-hmm. But sold faster or mm-hmm. came out faster? Both, no. actually. We don't really have access to sales data of either label. We you found don't out really because maybe we're like pressing like fifteen times. We know we know that one. the first one I think is either in second or third pressing. Uh, the other, uh, the Saddle Creek one, we have what's going on lower with it? expectations. With we don't that know one. what's what's happening with the Saddle Creek one. That's kind of like the child that you have that you kind of that has a would co- rather forget that you it have. It has a little cover though. Yeah. Yeah. What's the cover? We had a bit more like contr- art, like artistic control on that one. It's something I drew. No. Did, do, uh, you, do you get double paid then? Like, do you charge the band for your artwork? You know what? This is a perfect example of how I've been doing it wrong all these years. I don't. Yeah. I, in fact, I pay for like art supplies out of my own pocket. Oh, you take that out of penny And cash. I'm the one. I'm the one who manages the band finances. So I could be so, getting away so with so much. I, I don't want to interrupt this rant, but I'm going to. I feel like we should be talking about the band as a whole and not necessarily about no, Sasha's no. contributions. Well, it um, seems like there wouldn't be a band without Sasha's contributions. It wouldn't be a cover. Um, I can't walk down the street without running into somebody that looks just like Sasha that draws comics just as good. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, in Seattle, that is very true. So I'm actually I want to share a quick anecdote. Oh right. Jesus! Christ. You have another anecdote? Don't you ask questions on a podcast? Well, not this one. Maybe you should have a solo podcast where you just regale people. I mean, I something I'd like I've brought up to Danny before. So one of the one of the things you're so Sasha, you were handling a lot of the mailing for soft openings. Initially, it's called soft opening. What did I say? Soft openings. Oh my god! Well, I, I was. Anyway, so you were handling it, and actually that was the first, that's like the first clear memory I actually have of meeting Danny, because we were in that old uh, house, house that you lived at, yeah. and I remember Danny, and I thought Danny was like a studio, like you seemed like you had this air about you where you seemed very <laughs> authoritative, you knew this process, like I have all these extra, you were like talking about getting more of the mailers, yeah, Danny and I thought like, out. oh, he must be like from the record company, and he's got all this <laughs> stuff back at the office, no, I, I was you just had this like, a, and you were like, oh, I knew, you knew everything about like mailing the stuff, like this guy knows exactly I don't know, I was very impressed at the time. And I told you about that later, and you thought I was just shining you on. I thought you were making fun of me. No. I didn't know it specifically about that. But, so one thing is that I really like to mail things, and I love to mail records. And so when Sasha had, what, hundreds? We had thousands? 250. Because it just kind of hit us out of nowhere. We're like, we had press 250, and we're like, and Paul and I had that whole bet going about whether or not we'd get more than five pre-orders not including our family or friends. And um, and then before we knew it, we like sold out. And I had to suddenly ship 250 records. It was, and it really was the a, worst thing It was ever. a different time. Um, Are it, you about to cry? <laughs> a little bit. Um, it reminds me of like a lot of like the... The Capitol Hill businesses that used to exist that, you know, aren't around anymore. Like, um, you know, some places that, you know, really define the neighborhood. Like, Sasha went down to the Office Depot on Broadway, and she was able to buy the printer there. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, stuff like that, like, like locally-owned businesses and stuff like that are now gone. Now that's just a post office. Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of a drag. Even though, actually, that would have been easier. Because we had to actually technically take it further to get to a post office. Yeah. You keep saying we. I don't remember you carrying that many yeah. boxes. I carried it, a lot of boxes. You know, uh, there was a lot of car to go a lot of the details. So who uh, decided to put Prince on the record? Because I feel that when Prince died, you Posty was gloating. We were ahead of the you curve. You were gloating because everyone who was showing uh, Prince love, you're like, well, actually, while he was still alive, we put him on our record. You just yeah. like Prince, I guess. I did that for I did that for Paul. Um, Paul is really into Prince. So since then we do you did. Think Paul would win a trivia contest about Prince, or do you think that he'd lose? You know, really you would. Th- you would think he would. You think he would win. You, you know? know, since he, since actually he, this record came out, we actually recorded another record um, that that we felt like it was his own artistic vision that would be worthy of a podcast interview. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Last we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. But okay, so you announced that Vibrations was gonna be your last show ever, and it was. 
So the, the, that vision, you guys actually announced that that was your last show? No, we didn't yes, say did. that. We just said it was our last I show did. for a while. Oh, for a while, okay. yeah. We left it open-ended. If, if you if, said, I think foreseeable future. Foreseeable future. If I would have, if you would have said ever, I think I definitely would have been there. No, you know, because this is you this guys. You get, this is what you get when you play a show. Like you always have your friend that's making an excuse as to why they would have been there if you had like pushed it hard yeah. enough. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should announce every podcast is going to be the last podcast. You should. That's what the, isn't that what the spits do? <laughs> oh. It's the last show ever. It's definitely what that mattress store up the street does. Oh, God, and I know. Yeah, it's like the going out of business. And the sale. Africa Mama. Yeah, but they actually did leave. They did. They did it took leave, like yeah. four years of closing. Um, no, uh, I, 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 Danny's unbuttoning his shirt right nice. now. I'm it's just, hot. All this, it's hot. The boiling water with the, with the sharks in it. So anyways, so you decided that you were going to continue to do the record. How yes. many trips to Anacortes did it take? And what's it like going up to Anacortes? Oh, that's a really good question, Danny. Thanks for asking it. Um, it took a few trips to Anacortes. I think at least four. Oh, I think it was more around six. Was it six? It, we took quite a few trips. Um, so we went up there. It was at this place called The Unknown, where like a lot of bands record. Um, and we were one of them. <laughs> and so we recorded with this guy named Nick. What's Nick's last name? Oh, my God. Why? Oh, shit. Why am I forgetting? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But um, no, Nick Wilbur. Well, thank you. Nick um, Wilbur. I always felt like whenever you went to Anacortes, you'd always bring some interesting anecdote back about what you were doing yes. or something that happened. Like There's each always time it good, was never small to the, the to the point to the point where I was like, I almost wanted to tag along just so I could be yeah. firsthand witness. <clears throat> I actually asked if I could go with them once. Yeah, you did? Yeah, and you're like, no. And I'm like, no, it'll be fun. Like, while you're recording, I can go and, like, check out, like, coffee shop and, like, walk around. And you're like, no. You must have asked Paul because he would no, say I no. I asked you. I asked both of you. both were together. You, uh, Sasha, you I said I turn no. into a different person when I went around, Paul. You, you know, and I was, I was like, I was like, I'll get my own hotel room. And you're just like, no, like, you'll just be in the way. Oh, we need to focus. I'm sorry. That doesn't sound like today me. Um, that's well, a good question, Danny. We did have a lot of artistic challenges while we were recording up there. Thanks for No, asking. no, there's great small town drama. So like whenever we'd go, we'd ask Nick, all right, what's the latest that went down? Oh yeah, there was some good goss. There was some hot yeah. goss up there. Really Someone good. bought the coffee shop, right? Yeah, Someone so we went up there, shop. we went to a coffee shop. Um, we would always get free coffee there because the proprietor was recording at the studio and he had a deal worked out. And then one day we went up there and he wasn't there anymore and they wouldn't give us free coffee anymore. And as it turned out, he had left the coffee shop and he was now working at the health food store. And he said that he was pursuing his career in painting, but other people said he wasn't happy with the guys that lived above the coffee shop telling him what music to play. Mm-hmm. And then later on, and this is the most interesting part, so I want you guys to not talk during this portion, um, he worked at the other coffee shop. But that was a bookstore that had been in construction for a long time. And we thought it wasn't going to open because we'd been going there for Pel- over Pelican a year. Pelican Books. Pelican Books. Over a year. We'd been going to this Pelican Books place and just seeing that it was closed because it was in construction. But the coffee shop was opening up there. And um, the guy that had previously worked at the other coffee shop that had then worked at the health food store who said he was pursuing painting was now working at the Pelican Coffee Shop, which was also a bookstore that was in construction for a long time. It's a real doozy. This is basically like the third season of Twin Peaks, or the fourth season of Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's me. Oh. So you use an interesting turn of phrase, which I haven't heard before. And what I find interesting about it is, Paul, you are an English major, and I distinctly recall you saying it was in construction. And I've always said under construction. Oh, under, yeah, under. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Do you think we should try to get his diploma back? <laughs> Do you think no, we should I'm try just, to get Boyd? There are, I've, many times I learn new words from Paul. He uses very good, he's got a good vocabulary, good, he has good diction, good <clears throat> word choice. So I'm always, well, I'm always interested when he uses a turn of phrase or a, a pairing of words that I'm not familiar with. Well, what I meant was um, the bookstore was actually fully built. It was inside of another construction site. Okay. What? As somebody who was also there, what the I fuck don't are you remember. Yeah, about? I don't know. What yeah, there was a skyscraper being built, but the bookstore was fully functional underneath the skyscraper. Can you t- say something fun about the recording, or should we move on? <laughs> um, I can say some fun stuff. Yeah. I got to pay, play the Vibralux. No, not Vibralux. Vibraphone. Vibraphone. Oh, really? It's like it's yeah. on the record, right? It's on the record. Yeah. Uh, in fact, maybe we can hear it right now. Gary, can you got? Can you pull up a cut? 
So I, I got I, 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 that's not what I was expecting. You know, I, I, I uh, so I, I learned how to play play the vibraphone, which I'm still learning how to pronounce. <laughs> and play recorded it, you pronounce that it. all at once. And Paul was Paul was really nice. He was standing nearby and he kept saying, I can see he said, I can see you're getting more and more confident each time you play it. Let me break that. And that confidence. really, you know, that was yeah, yeah, well. That was really sweet of him to say because I, I felt a little more confident. It was like seeing a shaft of light in an endless darkness. Was there just one lying around? And you're like, "Fuck it, I want to learn to play it." Yeah, we also tried to incorporate the gong that they have lying around. I'm <laughs> oh, not even God. joking, but it that was, just never yeah, worked out. One of the real joys of recording in that space is that it's this big church, and he has a huge gong in it, and you can just sit in there and hit the gong. And you, oh, that was the worst. Though you don't realize how playable a gong is. Everybody thinks you just hit the gong. <laughs> It's fun for the person playing the gong. You can can sort of move the the hammer or whatever they call it against the gong. Mallet. Mallet, Mallet. thank you. Um, Against the gong and sort of get this like building rush, and which is especially enjoyable as your bandmates are yelling at you louder (laughs) and louder. And then you sweep your arm back and you slam it into the gong as hard as you can. And they can scream all they want, but all people can hear is the gong. (laughs) Do you think the gong a leftover (coughs) vestige? Did it come with the studio, or was that part of the church? It was in the studio. The studio was filled with fun instruments. Yeah, they just—I think they just collect fun stuff over time. I mean, Nick's always got. What are some more fun instruments? Oh, that we used, or just that lying around. Because we um, tried to use instrument, fun ones. So, so we set this up. There was a megaphone hooked up to the talkback oh, yeah. on the um, studio. And so I think it was John was out there playing the piano or something. And we got I got in the habit of talking through the megaphone at him, trying to, uh, you know, make it seem like, uh, you know, someone was telling him to do things and stuff like that. Um <laughs> We also had a, we recorded a really long song for this record. Um, How long? 12 minutes. Oh, wow. That's... <coughs> and so part of the song um, has, it has a very long section where the drums are consistent and the bass is consistent. And we were listening to it and we were like, it doesn't sound quite right. We need to add some shaker. And that's really tricky because when you have nine minutes of unbroken song, it's really hard to add shaker for that whole section. So... Um, we had John get out there, and I was convinced that John would not be able to play Shaker for nine minutes straight and have it all be on the beat. Yeah. Did you tell him it was a pinball game? <laughs> no, but I imagine that probably helped his hand motion, was the, the similarities. And so John gets out there, and I'm convinced we're going to go through 400 takes. We're going to have to edit this thing together because it's really hard to play Shaker for that long. Anyway, so I'm watching John play this shaker and it just keeps going on and on and you're just convinced that he's not going to do it yeah yeah and we just keep watching and watching him and i just kept waiting for him to fuck up yeah it's it's incredible and you get physically nervous watching yeah. a person do this and so real, he's just you guys are, he's on it's one like side of the glass him, yeah. and you and, and you guys are all do you know what it is it's, it's like watching above. somebody light a lighter like a thousand times in a row like you're watching it and at first it's just boring and you're doing other things and then all of a sudden everybody's just sitting there transfixed yeah. against the glass watching this guy and he's just shake 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 and you're watching the beat and hearing the drums you can hear every flaw in this studio and he's just on it the whole time and he got, he got to the end of it we had to we it was it was amazing and he yeah. like collapsed into like a pool <laughs> put his wrist into like a thing of ice like a yeah. pool of ice no he didn't he was actually perfectly fine we had him do another one just in case uh, it, would, take. it would have been great if his band members would have told him about this podcast we could have heard his side of the story um, he doesn't talk on the podcast a lot so my great uncle, he's dead, but when he was alive, he, so he was a conductor, right? And he was like very like, at, in all of his interviews, he was like very adamant about being anti-recording because it doesn't capture the, the, um, the, the, the magic, the exactly, yeah, the experience, the experience, all yeah. that. And it's funny because I think of it and I'm like, man, 
Like, I feel like recording is when we really shine as a band because we can be, like, very meticulous about capturing it just the way we want. I feel like this this song is a good example of that, of just, like, really being very, like, laser-focused about it and, like, and kind of structuring it in such a way and giving it the attention it needs that we wouldn't be able to do in a live performance. Sweet. Have you ever played this 12-minute song live? Yeah, we oh, have. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Playing it live is a little different because when you're playing something live, you know, you're sort of carried through the moments. You're not going to fuss with the details as much. Um, but in the studio, it's a little different. And also, we didn't realize, but every time you make a change in the studio on a normal song, you'll, like, listen to the song again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody will say, well, you got to make sure it hangs together and stuff. You know, well, let's make sure when we turn down the treble slightly... And so we would start doing that, and you know we we'd instruct the studio engineer to make you know some adjustment, and then we'd all sit down and listen to twelve fucking minutes of this song, mm-hmm. and I I'm pretty sure I saw Nick fall asleep <laughs> listening to this song because it's twelve minutes long. It's really long. It gets yeah, it gets to a point where like we would listen through like all the edits we made to it, and even like the mixes and all that stuff. And after a while, you just kind of like forget what it was you wanted to aim for, and you're like, "Where did we begin? Where do we end? Is this? Is am I still on the journey?" It's it's very Sounds confusing. Very existential. Exactly, and it, we actually felt that I think the song captures that. It's interesting to listen to it later. It's always interesting to listen to your own music or stuff you spend a lot of time on later, um, once you're a little bit further away from it, because then you get kind of distance from the moment you know the feelings that you felt with when you made it basically and so that one's really interesting because you know it does get in it enters its own space kind of mm-hmm. and you know we've always written songs that were long ish but you know we never had one where we that, that had like what we would consider to be a sprawl yeah. and so this one was like a fun sprawl and when you like listen to it later you kind of hopefully people like you know you get a little lost yeah. in it or whatever yeah, I've been I've been listening to the the masters recently, like while I draw the comics, and uh, and one thing that that I really appreciate is that with that song, I can kind of like kind of dip in and out of it, but it it sets an atmosphere, and that's really nice. Like for me, I feel like that's a that's a success. So you decided that you weren't playing live shows anymore. You decided you're going to do a record. Did you? like come up with the amount of songs or did you feel like as time went on you kept like adding more songs like no and actually here's the thing i would say it was one of those things where we were like because we only had so many songs we're like well should we keep pushing to write more da, 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 da. and it was just like no this is this is a body of work let's just that's that well, it, was, it was a tough record to write because we did have more songs but we spent so much time writing them that we kept putting out those songs yeah. So we had songs that we put out on those singles and stuff like that. And so we'd be like, oh, yeah, we've got a record. And then we'd, we'd be like, well, we got to throw these ones on the single. And then the record would be shorter. And then we were like, oh, we better write more songs. <coughs> so we'd write a few more songs. And then um, we got to a point where we couldn't figure out how to add any more songs. And so that's what the record ended up as. What do you mean you couldn't figure out how to add more songs? Um, you know, like they these ones like fit together well, and we couldn't find anything that we thought was missing from the set per our own artistic limitations. A good Kraftwerk cover. I, mean, I don't know. I'm gonna put a cover on a record. <laughs> but you did cover a Kraftwerk song once. We did. We I think we covered it twice. Oh, you covered it twice. Okay, mm-hmm. I only saw it once. Why did you decide to cover a Kraftwerk song? I like Kraftwerk. Yeah, they're great. Was it difficult to turn a Kraftwerk song into a two-guitar drum band? Nope. There's that. <laughs> uh, why did you decide to cover the Feelies? Uh, we really like the Feelies. Yeah, they're great. Um, okay, yeah, there's a lot of great bands, but you decided to cover a specific song. Well, so I thought the Feelies would be a fun band to cover because they were a cool band. They were kind of, like, not quite in our style. Um, Sasha's, like, drinking Cavassier or something right now. No, it's it's brandy. I'm having uh, my hot toddies, but they're shitty toddies because... Uh, I don't have real lemons. The, the 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 liquor cabinet at the listeners. The liquor cabinet at the studio is is well stocked. We 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 can't afford microphones or more than eighty eight volts of power for the <laughs> transmitter, but the liquor cabinet is pretty nice. Nice. So I know at one point you had covered a song for a friend as a going away party at Ooh. a going away party, and I if I remember correctly that friend 
didn't even stay long enough to hear you play that song that you guys intentionally learned to play for their benefit. Yes. What yes. is the story? Wait, what was that? Yes. That was for Nick. It was a gun outfit song. Or no, was it gun outfit? No, not gun outfit. Gun club. Uh, gun, gun. It was gun outfit. He was gun, there. Or was it gun club? No, wait, gun. Or the guns? He was there. He heard that. He did hear it. Well, I think he, he was outside and he came in. He was outside yeah. and he came inside. You know, it's it's interesting. This is like a, we got a real like, uh, like uh, the, the journey Closing of life, of the, circle. the circle of life thing. That friend, Nick, he was in the, he's how I met Paul. He was in the band when we, when we started for six months. Then he moved away. Now Paul is leaving. Guess what? He's coming back and he's going to live above me now. Where, where Paul, Paul used where to Paul live. Where Paul currently lives. Let's not rush him out yet. So anyway, with this record, we had a theme of dreams. Or sleeping. Or sleeping. Oh, I think meant like aspirations. Yeah, like, like, like just reaching sleeping. for your dreams. If your dream was like taking a nap, that would be true. You covered naps. We did cover nap by wimps. Yeah. yeah. That would have been good on the album. Um, yeah. So at what point did you decide that, I mean, sorry, let me ask this in a different way. So at any point did you think you were going to try to get these songs to someone else to put out? Or did you always know that you wanted no, to like, no, we were, retain No, no, we were, I mean, there were people that like offered to put them out and stuff. Um, but like, we were sort of tired with the label thing. It, you know, in some ways putting out your record on label, I don't want to be like dismissive of the labels that we put our record on, but like it's kind of like flushing it down the toilet a little bit. Um, that's that not pretty that's, dismissive. That's not dismissive at all. And um, please continue. No, I mean it's not quite like that. I mean you can you should edit this with the disclaimer. Um, you know you you lose a little bit of control. You don't know what's going on. The label has certain expectations for you when you put it out. Um, there's a lot of back and forth, and and when you're like don't want to spend a lot of time in a band doing things that aren't the creative or the performative things, it becomes like kind of a distraction. And so if you're putting it out yourself, you know, you can really focus on the package that you want to put out and the way you want to release it and, yeah. and the timing. And, you know, you don't have somebody else being like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if there was this or something like that? Yeah, um, I, I totally echo Paul on the, the creative control aspect. Like, I think, and I mean, like, who knows? Maybe we could have, like, talked with somebody, like, partnered with somebody and, like, struck a deal that would work. But the thing is, that's just, like, extra energy. And right now, like, I'm still like furiously finishing up the comics because well our listeners don't even know what that means right right so we'll get but, there but, well <laughs> well because it didn't you know i'm trying to fucking do a timeline here but. <laughs> <laughs> I, um yeah the creative like like paul like i think with this with this final album when i don't even i don't even know if it's worth calling it an album I, it I is an like, album i don't i don't really care it's just the collection of songs that all are that all fit together <laughs> That sounds like Not, an album. And I mean, like that sounds like such bullshit. Why isn't that an talk. album? All right, fine. It's an album. I don't know. I feel like when you say album, it means it's going to be like a certain length or something. I don't know. It's okay. Whatever it is, it's, a, it's longer than Enema of the State. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what's the runtime? Runtime on that? Forty-five minutes. It is not forty-five minutes. Okay. The thing. The thing is with runtimes, people have gotten to a point where like they expect records to actually be longer than they were like a lot of records that came out in the 60s and 70s are less than 40 minutes we'll see i would like, actually argue great great popular shorter. records i feel like records have gotten shorter since cds became less popular yeah i remember the 21 track have you ever listened like, to like blur records album? from the 90s it's no no because i remember eminem they had like 99 tracks because like it was like one of the ways well, to try to circumvent copy protection well i don't i, I don't what? but we're talking That's about we're, we're just talking about like length like minute length no i know yeah no i'm but telling adam i know I, you know i feel like if you if you tracked record length you know against time with time being the x-axis and record length being the y-axis um you would get a peak right in the 90s uh okay nate silver <laughs> You get like a local maxima. You know, this is off topic, but that's kind of the theme of this show. Your hair looks great. It's looking so good, Danny. Danny, you really do have a great head of hair. Like I'm, I'm somewhat envious of your. You it's have looking a great the best I've ever seen it. Um, like, like I like got distracted by it. I'm like, not I'm like Paul being an asshole. Yeah. Like I really mean it. So, at what point? Like, so at what point did you decide that you were not going to make physical copies of the record? 
Because um, it's even, we never I, decided yeah, not I don't... to do it. Um, it was more like for this initial release, we, we were going to do the release that we wanted to execute and the way we yeah. wanted to execute it. Yeah, so here, here's the thing. We didn't want to do physical shit. Like, <laughs> That's the question I just asked that he well, said no to. So we, 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 when I say we, I didn't want to have to, because this guy's out of here. When I say here. we, I mean I. Yeah, because he's, he's out of here in a week. So like the mo- the the if we do cassettes, which at one point we were thinking of doing, if we do records, if we do whatever, it's going to be something physical, which I'm going to have to fucking deal with at the USPS office. And you don't have me as an intern anymore. You no, don't have me as a living intern me. anymore. It's just yeah. me. And I just don't have time for it. So... That's the main reason why. Um, but we really, one thing we really wanted to do was to have a visual component for each song. And so this is kind of bringing us now to the comics that Ooh, I mentioned comics. earlier. Yeah. So the comics were kind of, I don't know who came with the idea. I did. I think, I, think, oh, I was just going to give you credit. I was going <laughs> to do that nice thing of saying, um, but I'm pretty sure Paul had the idea of doing like instead of like if we did instead of music videos, what if we did music comics? I fucking hate music videos. I'm glad they made this. Well, decision. the real re- the real reason behind this is because we I am more uh, I I more my skills lay in a more uh, static kind of uh, environment. I guess you could say like we're drawing something or whatever. Um, videos is just it's just too much work. You know we have to find the time. We I mean, have to find the camera. Like, da, 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 da. I, I want to qualify that like we don't make all our decisions in terms of how much work they are. No, <laughs> no, 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 that is bullshit. It's a huge. It's a huge. It's like eighty well, percent. No, you, you made five trips to a recording studio to finish your record. I wouldn't right. say yeah. Like music. You, you put okay, wait. Work, yeah. Music part. The music stuff. Yeah. Yes, we will put the work. Now the supplementary stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like fucking schlep into to the post office and stuff. That's work. And I said. No cassettes. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. No, I, I, I can... And I, I think they would have been a beautiful addition, but who's going to do it? And Sorry, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I really don't want our band interview to be completely about what we were too lazy or cheap to do. Like, I feel That's like, not what's coming off at all. And yeah. Like, like, the reason we did the comic was because it's part of the band's identity to do comics like that. And, and I was going to... work has gone into that. It has nothing to do with whether we were too lazy to make videos. Well, no, 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 I, no. Like, I feel she, like she, every time I try to talk about this stuff, Sasha cuts me off and then says, I'd like to clarify here, we did it because this was the laziest possible thing for us to do. This is why the band broke up. <laughs> <laughs> that is such... Okay, wait. For me to say it's lazy is bullshit because all I've been doing this past exactly. two I'm months self promote a little bit. You've worked really I've hard on this comic. Fucking, my knuckles are scabby and bloodied and got calluses. Well, that's because you keep punching me. I keep punching the wall. Yeah, that's after, like after you're not drawing. holding the pen right. No, no. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm really lucky. My friend, my friend lent me his an amazing Wacom tablet. I think that's how it's pronounced, and it's just really helped me like draw a yeah. lot faster. There you have it, folks. So it's a lot easier, you would say. It's, it's easier, yeah, because the process. Be- <laughs> well, the process before was extremely involved, you know. But anyway, much much harder. Yeah, but the thing is now, now I can just do the actual creative work without any of the the previous like obstacles that I had. Anyway, bottom line is a lot of work is going to the comics, and that's just. So kind of describe the- what the comics are going to be. Um, can I describe what the Absolutely. comics? Absolutely. So as a band, um, we had comics when we first started playing shows, and we felt like the the artwork that we did ourselves on Soft Opening and on the uh, Kismet single was like, we felt like it was a big part of the band's identity. And we really like the idea of like doing something novel where we'd have like a cool comic that people could read along with the songs. So like the idea was like a music video, but instead of like the video, it would be like a comic. And so we came up with this idea of having like one per song and then somebody could, you know, wheel through the website or whatever or read through the printed part while they listen to it and, you know, get something slightly different out of the songs or um, get some additional context and also like get a little bit of like the, you know, the vibe we were going for on the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the comics... Um, Really cool. Sasha's done like amazing job. That was a ton of work with it. Um, so do do all of them look the same for all the songs? No, no, no. In fact, one of the things that I wanted to make sure of was that they each had a like a different aesthetic. Like I, I wanted it to look like maybe somebody different drew each one. Um, 
so I tried different different techniques and whatnot. And one thing like I wanted to do was add a narrative element uh, because a lot of the songs are kind of aren't aren't like like don't don't have like a plot or I mean that's something actually that Paul should speak to because he wrote all the lyrics. But um, for me, it was a chance to come in and not being a great lyricist, come in and like by drawing kind of tell a story in the drawing that could maybe like my it's like my interpretation of the song, I guess is the best way to put it. It actually kind of like sounds like kind of like more fun. Like one person like writes yeah. the lyrics and the other person kind of like looks at that and be like, all right, from there, I'm going to piece together a story. Well, and, it, and it, I think the thing that's so great about doing the comics is that um, I'm, I do think of it as a music video. Like what would each music video be? And all of a sudden, like special effects, like budget, like all this stuff, like you don't have to worry about it. You just do exactly what you want to do. And, you know, like with a music video, it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, do we have the right gear? Do we have the technology? When you draw something like reality, like the confines of reality, like just disappear. So I thought it just because I know Paul, I thought at one point you, you drew a comic, right? He did. I did draw one of the comics. Okay. Oh. So uh, wasn't fans have to guess. Fans have to, <laughs> fans have to guess which it's one. It's the one drawn with all the stick men. I, I mean, I completely redrew it, but it's... Okay. I mean... No, 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 no. I mean, like, I traced it. I traced it. I also redrew, redrew a number of her comics. <laughs> all the other, <laughs> the other comics were all drawn redrawn by him. Yeah, I redrew No, I just... I, tra- I mean, like, I traced it and, and added some, like, textures or whatever, but... Okay, yeah. so it was pretty cool to be able to to do that. So, how is this going to be actually released? Like, how how is it? <laughs> so, I think <laughs> I'm I feel comfortable like printing fifty and maybe mailing those out or just having it downloadable. I haven't actually like really thought. Yeah, we, it would be cool. We have I, like a website for it, so yeah. it'll be online and the record will be online. Yeah, www dot dot and the record is called Horse Blanket. Why is it called Horse Blanket? So that's a good good question, Danny. Um, he's shaking a beer at us. God, this guy goes through beers like... You know what like, Sasha said? Like you, you You sit here, I'll be here. Like, uh, he goes through beers like... Like, like, fill in the blank, folks, and submit it to... Okay, uh, if you know what I go through beers like, email them to accessonpurposepodcast at gmail.com, and uh, the winner, I'll pay for it, will get sent a free posse comic. Not a beer? Not I'm, a, I'm not going to send a beer through the mail. No, I think... I think, I think um, if somebody uh, indicates that they won this contest and they talk to me, I will mail them a beer. A Lone Star? Uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> a Shiner Bach. So, Paul, the first time you went to, or uh, you recently went to Austin to, like, you know, feel it out to see if you wanted to move there. Um, you didn't do anything petty, like go to a record store and see if they had any Posse records, did you? Of course not, Danny. Um, I did go to a record store, though, and while I was looking for a... Um, uh, An AV adapter? Uh, Posey's record, I happened to a find... Dongle. A dongle? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you're like, like, yeah. Yeah, chuckling over the whole thing. Yeah. I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, every time I go out of town, I look, try to find some Posey records. Yeah, usually, like, the rarest issues of Posey's records are available in Texas. So I was looking for a Posey's record. Um, and corner sisters. I just happened to find our records in that section. And then you went up. Oh, to- I get it. Posey's posse. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. You know, I maybe so, now's a good time to mention that I'm like, re, I'm regretting I'm re, doing recover, this interview. Recovering. <laughs> it's a different reword. Recovering from a head cold. So I'm just like not a hundred. I'd say right now I'm probably seventy eight percent there. Yeah. You know, if most things in this world operate at seventy five, seventy eight percent, I'd be thrilled by that. Yeah. Adam's been ticking along at thirty four percent for a long time. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I drink a lot of coffee and I try to get shit done. <laughs> so, okay, wait, back to my sort of original question. How will Posse fans, especially ones that uh, are in um, Scandinavian countries, 
uh, be able to experience this new record. Uh, they'll if, be able if to... they're not one of the, the lucky fifty to get a printed copy. Uh, they'll be oh. able to go online and we'll have it online and stuff. Yeah, they and can so download it. And... They can download okay. it. And... So, yeah. so you, like, and it'll the, be on like Spotify and iTunes. But and the com- the comic portion will be something that people can like sc- like go through online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so cool. I'm still I'm still working. I'm still building out the site. Like there's a there's a placeholder right now, but um, the idea was to just have everything be free so you can listen to the album for free you can download it for free have you told spotify that you're fine with it being free and they don't have to pay you more we'll still get our one one thousandth of a cent per play wait so like yeah. so you can't just go you can't like pay to download it i mean uh, we haven't decided yet yeah the, but probably not probably it'll probably not. be free here i mean no okay here's here's the thing is like, we paid for we, the recording. We just want to... So, like, here... One of the things we were talking well, we about... What about a tip jar? What no, about a like, tip jar? No, we, we didn't pay for Patreon. the recording. The people that bought Soft Opening paid for the recording. Exactly. Um, we didn't put any money into this record of our own. Um, we just put our time into it. And we felt like our time was worth it because people have bought a lot of copies of the record. And so we felt if the band was breaking up, we would work hard to give a final document of that and for anybody that cared they'd be able to experience it you know because they cared about our other stuff exactly I, I know that we've kind of been joking around but you use the term breaking up and do you guys feel like you're breaking up or you just feel like it's kind of coming to an end I think I it's mean, coming to an end I guess I don't see why those two things are different yeah how's it different I feel like breaking up is a little bit more suggests a has a negative connotation like yeah. something yeah. happened to yeah. with relationships yeah. yeah bands no I don't know like there's a lot of bands who are like we're breaking up but it's like we're happy like you know like yeah. they're breaking up on a good bands can break up like on a good like when the police note. broke up everybody was like super happy about it I don't like Sting but um <laughs> so you're still <laughs> Dan, I almost called you Andy. Danny was in the police. He's not happy about it. He was the bass player. Uh, yeah, no one remembers that I was in the the bass player of the police. Sting yeah. gets all the credit. Yeah, Sting was just a singer. But no, uh, but like bands, I, yeah, relationships. You can't say we're breaking up on a positive note. <laughs> Maybe you can. I don't know. But I mean, some yeah, relationships definitely crying. Or people involved. always say that at the beginning, and then like later on, you find out that it was like always rotten to the core. Oh my god. So wait, so what's uh, the, t- the, t- the title? Please explain that to me. Paul? I think I can answer that one, Danny. <laughs> so we had this blanket at our practice space, our old practice space, the one that burned, not the one that flooded. Um, and <laughs> Not um, the one that had locusts, <laughs> not the one that had frogs falling from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, precisely. The one that burned. Um, and we always love this blanket because it had so many horses on it and um, every horse seemed to be different even though it was a repeating pattern. And so we always loved staring at this blanket. And um, we had this thought that when we moved out of that space and we tore the blanket down, that it was going to be covered with thousands of spiders on the other side. Oh my God. And so John and I were pulling the nails out of the wall and we were like, man, this is gonna be trouble. And it turned out the blanket was fine. Oh. And we took that as kind of a sign that this blanket that we had already loved that was in good condition, um, you know, maybe we should think about it a little bit more. So we took it and washed it, and it hung around, you know, our, the new apartment. Literally. It in the basement. Well, no, we actually didn't hang it. No, we just oh. put it in the basement. So it wasn't no, figuratively. We folded it Figuratively. Up. Folded it up, um, put it in the dark corner. And so when we were coming up with ideas for the record, we... we came up with this thought of calling it some variant on horse blanket. Originally it was horse blanket replica because we like trout mask replica and we thought it was funny. Um, I, and, still, I still miss that one. That's yeah. pretty good. And we thought it'd be funny because people would like listen to the songs and they'd be like, oh, I think this one sounds like this song from, you know, Dachau Blues from Trout Mask Replica. Yeah. And um, they would be like, yeah, I hear this thing. Or we'd, we'd assume that this imaginary listener who's very attentive to all these things would do that. And we would be like... <laughs> Exile and horse blanket. Yeah, and secretly Sasha and I would be off in the corner being like, ha, 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 fuck you. This has nothing to do with that. And so... Um, I love we, this corner that you're in. Yeah, Sasha and I were, yeah. would be snickering in the corner being like, you idiot, it has nothing to do with horse with Trump mass replica. It doesn't even sound like it. Um, and anyway... Um, so we like that, and we like the idea of calling it horse blanket so much that we were like, well, I'll just call it horse blanket. Um, we thought like maybe horse blanket replica was like a little bit too puckish for our album. What is what's puckish mean? It's a Shakespeare reference. Look it up. 
I'm Ooh. an English major. Yeah. It's from A Midsummer Night's Dream. So now, um, Paul, I mean, besides playing the guitar and writing the lyrics, um, you, you do some other things. And so I was, I was hanging out with uh, a friend of mine the other day, uh, Mr. Bill Gates, and he said that you made one of the best robots ever. And I was wondering if you can tell me about this robot that you made. Oh, I'm glad you asked me that, and and you talked to my friend Billy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, oh, Billy, yeah, yeah. I did make a robot um, in high school. And actually, a funny story about that robot. So it was made for the first... Actually, I actually have two funny stories about it. So you Keep can take a pick of the two. I'll just put a pause between the two of them. Um, I just forgot them both. <laughs> it, it was a robot. No. So the first funny story is Microsoft came to my high school... And they were like, we want to do this robot competition. And um, they grabbed a team of people, and we all volunteered to build a robot. And we built this robot for this competition thing. And, you know, you get in the, the speed of robot building. And I met Microsoft working on the robot with these guys. And one of them shows me the Microsoft in-company newsletter. Ooh. And it turns out that the robot program, they didn't tell us, was meant to be a, an outreach program for troubled youth. <laughs> they didn't tell any of us in the program. So, so I was like, I'm not troubled. And then I was like, am I? Am I troubled? <laughs> <laughs> um, Looking back on it, do you feel like that you in some way were troubled? I think I... So the most troubling thing I can think of myself doing was I went to Microsoft and my mom was like, she told me, because Microsoft was known in that era for having people that worked very hard at their jobs. Um, that's faded. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, apparently Microsoft... I don't want this podcast to be about how Sasha doesn't work hard. Um, but anyway, so, so she, my mom was like, those Microsoft employees, they're used to working these 19-hour days. They have beds in their office, all this stuff. You know, That's how they made Excel or whatever. <laughs> and, um, or they made Encarta. And she was like, and one day we had to finish a piece of the robot design or whatever. So I, I went there and I burned a bunch of CDs to listen to the with the Microsoft engineers. Yeah. And we spent the whole day working on the robot design. Pirate copyright infringement, but continue. Um, one of the CDs was Nevermind the Bollocks by the Ooh. Sex Pistols, um, which I turned on and the guy turned off and put on Yes. I oh. And you know what? Nothing's changed at Microsoft. Same thing still happens. They love yes. They love yes. Um, yeah. And that day, though, and I'm getting to this troublesome thing that I think reflected why I was a troubled youth in that era. They had a fridge full of um, free soda and mm. and drinks and stuff. And Yoo-hoo's. Yeah, spoiler alert. They Damn, still have all the free sodas. But one thing they had were tiny cans of grape juice. And over that day, I drank... 30 cans of grape juice. I remember building a pyramid God. of grape juice cans. How's yeah. your fucking liver? And you know you know what? When you say, like, tiny, are you talking, like, eight ounces? No, they are tiny. We still have them, and people still make pyramids out of them. Does anyone talk about this uh, this pyramid that, that young, this young scrapper made 15 years ago? <laughs> this young scrapper. Um, no, I work in the... So then there's party. another funny story. Um... When we were at the robot competition, because I was the robot pilot and I was also the head of the CAD for the robot design, um, I was sitting around and one of the engineers took me and he was like, do you guys want to meet who puts on this competition? And I was like, sure, whatever. And he brought me over and it was this guy on this thing. And, and there's a guy on this thing that has like two wheels and stuff like that. And as a kid, I assumed that he had some sort of physical disability because I was like, why would anybody ride this thing around all the time? And we like met him and walked away. And one of the guys was like, Oh, that's the guy that invented the Segway. And that's why he's on a Segway. And I was like, I have no idea what a Segway is. And they explained it to me. And I was like, I don't get it. So would you say it was an interesting thing? Uh... No, oh. no, I mean, how do you think the Segway guy feels about solo wheels? I mean, I don't know, but uh, you mean yeah. Dean Kamen? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you tonight. But once I was at the bonfire with all the people that work on Bing, and it was really weird. Oh, the Bing! I feel bad for the Bing team. Yeah, me too. Anyways, uh, what's that sound? Oh, it's time for Adam's rapid fire questions. Is that where we have the gong sound? Uh, it's actually like a bell. Cool. Yeah, I don't know why you don't see it right here on the. Desk. All right, rapid fire questions. Let's go. All right. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask them, but not because you said go. 
All right. One, two, no, three. No. Go. 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 Sasha, you count. Or you say the even three. numbers and I say the odd oh, numbers. Oh, yeah. One. Two. Three. Go. Well, speaking of three, what would the song Interesting Thing number three be about? So, funny story there. We actually did try to write a song called Interesting Thing number three. And that song was about writing Interesting Thing number three. Because we thought it would be an interesting thing to try to write a song about writing the song about it. Kind of like an Andy Kaufman. Or, right, next or question, next question. number Come one. On. If you had to say, who is the best dog in the world? Ooh. Um, there's a dog called Wookie that lives across our hallway. Yeah, probably um, Wookie. So or if I Nero. was to rate all the dogs at the apartment that are normally there, I would rate Wookie, Wookie. Reese, Nero, and then... No, Wookie, Nero, Nero, Wookie... Can Ty. you count cats that go into the yard? Because no, thermos those is up dogs. there. Yeah, no, but thermos but like, is like, like a dog. What if the cat's really big? What's the difference between a pressing and a repressing? Mm. Mm. Yeah, we covered were, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Next. It really made me mad. What's a vibraphone? Is that like a symbian? It's a. It has Gross, metal planks. I don't. I don't. I. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. A symbian is some sort of like weird vibrator thing. Oh, wait, like the rabbit? No, it's this weird thing. Because I have a complaint about the rabbit. If Disneyland asked you to play the Tomorrowland Terrace, how much would they have to pay you to take you out of retirement? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. You hear that, Disney? Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney? Do you guys want to know when I first thought you were a big deal? No. No, not really. Next. Uh, it was when you guys had a music video and you had an actress. Sorry, is this a question or an answer? <laughs> it's when you guys had that music video and you had a, you had an actress that came and like was in the music Shannon video. Me? Perry. Oh. Because I was in the video. Yeah. What does puckish mean? It's a Shakespeare thing. You have to look it up. So, you know what? Okay, that's enough for the lightning round. Um, God, is there any... So, Paul, you're moving to Tejas. Uh, Sasha's staying in, in, the, in, the Pacific, in the Pacific Northwest. Is there a way that you two are going to keep your friendship up? How are you going to keep your friendship up? Well, to be honest, I'm in a healthy relationship these days, so I don't really need this friendship anymore. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Uh, we are going to... Da -da -da -da. Oh, that was the lead-in. Yeah. I do you want to do it again? It. We're going to New York! Yeah, Sasha and I had a long conversation about the best way to maintain the friendship after the band was ending, and we decided that, like, a fun friend trip... It's just just go thing. go see Yola Tango. Yeah, there are like, Hanukkah shows. There are every single yeah. one. Eight and nights so in a row. I was like, well, we have one, to two, see three, Monday. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Sasha was like, if we see Monday, we have to go to Tuesday. And then he said. And then I said, <laughs> if we go to Tuesday, we have to go to Wednesday. And then when when we we're going to Wednesday, Sasha said. Well, I mean, we have to do Thursday. And if we're going to do Thursday, I decided to do. Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, we had already bought tickets for yeah. an earlier. Right. Happy Hanukkah! You're going to all eight nights. We're going every single eight night. We have a ticket for each night. Are you serious? Yeah, and um, yeah, this is going to be great. Would, would if if Yola Tango asked you to come on stage and do one song as an opening act, would you do it? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Wait. You know, wait. You know, when I asked, yeah, it's posse. Oh, when I asked no. Paul Howard, <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> no, I do a Yola Tango cover, but like, no, I'm not getting you a fucking another beer. Paul, can you give me a beer? Oh, I'll get you a beer. But this is like, you know, when you're in the middle of, when we're doing great conversation. So let's get serious here for a second. Let's say Posse sells the rights to their story to Universal Pictures. Who's playing each of you in the movie? <laughs> and, this is your serious question? Yeah. All right, well, here, repeat it again. <laughs> no, you've already heard it. You know what it is. Who's playing oh, you in the movie? man. And can you remember who you said last time? Because I asked you this three years you ago. Did? Yeah. Oh shit! It would have to be somebody with a big nose for me. Well, that's, that's all I know. Makeup on. So I've always I had this conversation with our neighborhood neighbors across the hallway. Your neighborhood watch. <laughs> and about who people think we look like. And for me, I mean, I hate to admit it. It was a little sad. I look like the most famous nerdy person. That people can think of. Sheldon. And so, so yeah, Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, uh, Zach Braff, fucking. Ew. Wait, 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 wait. Zach Braff? Yeah, I, 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 I used to get That's awful. Wait, what's funny is that actually, you look like if Sheldon was a real person, 
And then they were going to make a movie about him. Like, he looked more like a more attractive Sheldon. You wow. Know what I mean? Is that a compliment? That I think it is a compliment. No, it is. How attractive do you think Sheldon is, scale of 1 to 10? I mean, he's on TV, right? So he's got to be he's got to be at least 8 to be on TV. No, because uh, there's a lot of people on TV that look awful. Like who? Well, I think you mean whom? Oh. Uh, someone's right. losing their English PhD. Sorry, with whom do it's, you it's refer just a, to? It's just an undergraduate degree. But I think I know who I who I would pick who? for myself. And I and I, something tells me this might be the same as last time. She changes the subject about no. herself. Yeah, it has to be about me. Jason Jason Schwartz what's his name Jason Schwartzman but like in drag actually strangely I can kind of see that yeah, I, yeah they gave him like a good shade yeah, yeah. we have like this dark kind of, hair yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I think the role the, of a lifetime that'd be his Oscar role to play like it would yeah. I think yeah. for Paul to me it would be like an unknown but it would be like the performance of his life that made him a movie star <laughs> I, you know, can we get serious for a second? Where do you folks like to buy your coffee? Analog. analog. Wait a minute. Analog that just made those videos? Yep. That is correct. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I see Sasha giving the finger to milk in one of those videos? Mm. Aren't you in like, aren't you like a I soy joke? Yeah, you're like a soy joke. No, I was the customer yeah, in every you? single one. Yeah. But you want to know? Oh, fun, actually, okay. The thing is, I only watched one that? of them. <laughs> oh, do you want to know a fun fact about that? I love fun. So fa- are we in the fun of, fact zone? This is a fun fact zone. <laughs> they float. So they told me the reason why I got the part is I fit the qualifications of somebody who was human. Who was l- l- yeah human. They wouldn't take one uh, of Paul's robots. Would would lived nearby. Bing. And would be patient if things went long. Bing. And they said. We were first considering Paul, which made sense to me. He's the more attractive of the two of us, and I'm okay with that. But, I mean, Sheldon. Do you feel like you're more physically attracted to Sasha or me? Oh, oh this is a better question. Um, yeah, maybe we should start asking the questions here. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, where do you get your coffee? No, you know what? Actually, you know what? I just looked at the clock. We are running out of time. The next show is coming into the studio. Uh, we have to go. So thank you so much, Posse, for uh, making uh, coming on this show, making one more record. Uh, You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be on the show. And to all our listeners, just remember, keep uh, one finger on the pause button, one foot in the grave. Thank you for listening. I hope you both enjoyed your three PBRs. Who's that at the oh, door? Knock, 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 knock. Who's that? Oh, Tiffany. I brought a surprise. You brought a surprise. What's this? It's a bowl with some pills in it. We're and all going to do Molly. They're 